Sorry, I did the stupid thing of um, putting food on before recording um, the podcast, which is, is not a good medium to, to eat during. <laughs> no. And then I um, chose the crispiest of foods, the spring roll. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's fine. I could, I could either uh, edit out or edit louder the, the spring roll. Oh, just switch it up between the two. Sometimes it's there, sometimes, sometimes it's, it's not. Who knows? And we can play the game, another shitty game show. Spring roll or not? <laughs> you guys are making a podcast. Ugh, no one asked for this. So welcome to the podcast nobody asked for with me, Ian Harris. And me, Darth Jones. Way. And this week, we are going to figure out our top three minor Star Wars characters who need a spin-off. Can, um, can we, just, just before we move on, can we, um, can we revisit what you called this before I reminded you that the word minor existed? Uh, I, can't, I can't remember. I just remembered I could not think of the phrase minor. <laughs> so you said, uh, where are we? Uh... Smallest Star Wars characters who Smallest. need a spin-off. <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, thought we were just that's... going Ewoks down, basically. E- Ewoks down? Yeah. Is that like the Ewok-based system of a down cover band? <laughs> Either that or it's like, you know, like the chips are down. It's like the Ewoks are down. Ah, oh, I like it. Like yeah. Endor slang. I'm, I'm all in on the Ewoks. Endor slang also could be like, uh, that's a band that would do a soundtrack for Zach Braff. Either that or it's their debut album. Ah, uh, yeah, I like that. I like it. So uh, We haven't had bad names in a while. That's no. a jingle we can rock out. Bad name. That's a bad name. As, as we often come to, bad name. I'll see that. Excellent. Uh, it's because, is it... Gaslight Anthem have they've got a song called American Slang, right? Yes, and then is it New Slang? Or no. there, there was a song which was in like every Zach Braff thing he ever did, and it is the most Zach Braff thing ever. Um, I would play it, but you know we rip off copyright stuff. We're 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 walking the grey line sometimes as it is without just flat out playing an indie song from the noughties. I think there's like a there's you you have a limit, right? There's like a. a as long as you're not doing it for, like, I think it's under Creative Commons or whatever, right? Or so, there's some way that you can get around it because you're not monetizing it, as far as I understand. Ah, interesting, interesting. But it, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll describe it first, and it should come to your mind. It's, it's one of those songs where the entire thing is just, it sounds like it is whispered or wheezed. <laughs> Hang on. So it's, it is by a band called The Shins. Nice. I feel like he was very, um, like, Noah and the Whale is kind of like the kind of thing that would be on every Zach Braff. Oh, yeah, but this this one. Do you recognise that song? I don't, but I can't. I can only hear the, uh, like, tambourine. Yeah. And Creative Commons license. <laughs> Do we have to parody it now to be okay with it? Uh, yeah, maybe. Should we write some new lyrics? Given, given it exact yeah, graphically, something like, look at that pixie girl over there. 
Oh, she is really cool. Uh, I hope she loves oh, me. Uh, I wish. I wish someone could love me, but first I'll have to love myself. <laughs> do 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 do. Oh, look! It's I, look at this raincoat. Uh, it's raining. No. Oh, it's as if it's as if the weather is reflecting my mood. Oh, oh that's sad. Oh. And scene. So, uh, obviously, we were going to go to Zach Braff before we mentioned anything to do with uh, Star Wars. But yep. this episode is coming out on the 5th of May. May the 5th is... be with you. May the 5th be with you indeed. <laughs> but it is it is Star Wars Day Boxing Day. Yep, Star Wars I Boxing guess. Day. So Star Wars Day is obviously the 4th of May, because remember, remember the 4th of May. The 4th of November. <laughs> the 4th of November. Gun lasers, treason, and death. <laughs> St- oh, fuck no, I, I don't know. I didn't think that through. Uh, but yeah, we thought, why not take a a, a a deep, murky dive into the world of Star Wars? Mm. Um, because given that we are Star Wars fans, we haven't really talked a lot about it. No, it's- it comes up in conversation, but we've never really had that much of a focus on it, have we? Yeah, so we we definitely haven't had an episode, but from what I could find, I think we've talked about it on a one, a two, five episodes. Okay. Can you think what they may be? Um, one of them was um, was it like the films that didn't need sequels? Uh, no. So uh, oh. it was still an early episode, which is why I think you were uh, going for it. But the um. The Instagram post of that episode was a Star Wars reference. Ah, maybe that's why so, I'm getting confused. It does. It also means I have to come up with something different for this one. I can't just <laughs> go the. I can't go the easy fucking yellow outline. Ah, um, no, that was that was the main one I was I was thinking of because I was thinking in the context of because you I know you spoke about episode eight at one point. Yes, yeah. So it was um, the earliest episode we did was. Or to feature Star Wars was great scenes and terrible movies. Ah, there we go. Where we talked about Duel of the Fates at length. Uh, back when the podcast was like an hour long. You know, remember those days when we thought, oh, it's just going to be an hour, if that. Yeah. Ah, oh, classic. Before we went feature length. Yep. Um, it also appeared on our longest titled episode. Okay. Which was character swaps or taking a character an actress played in one film and putting him into another that the actor was also in. Yeah. Uh, where we put Mufasa into Star Wars. Obviously. General Grievous was in our non-comic book Suicide Squads. Oh, uh, yeah. Han and Chewie made a triumphant return. And to spoil a film that came out in the Star Wars uh, saga, nobody in Rogue One is coming home. <laughs> so... We're big, yeah. We're, we're big fans. We, we we have talked about the the silver and gold box sets before, but fuck it, let's dive in. What mm. is your first memory of Star Wars? And then my other notes are just really stupid questions, like what do Ewoks taste like? But what do you? What was your first Star Wars memory? Um, it would have been watching um the original version of A New Hope on VHS at a very young age, before the restoration stuff. Um, and yeah, I just remember. I remember the, having the rest. The restoration was like the 1600s, wasn't it? <laughs> hey, hey! The Ian Harry's history section. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Oh god! 
yeah, it was. Uh, you've completely thrown me. Yeah, so I I had the originals on VHS, and then I remember going to see the. What would you call them if they're not? They weren't restorations, were they? The 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 George Lucas cash in uh, trilogy. Um, oh, anniversary! They were the anniversary, uh, anniversary screenings. Yeah. So I remember going to see them at the cinema, the same cinema where I had my um, Austin Powers. Uh, I can't remember my birthday issue when I was went to see it before ah, I was actually nice, twelve. Nice. Um, which I believe that cinema uh, is now a gym. Oh, a gym that is prone to flooding. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's the one that's it's, um, underneath the office block in Uxbridge. Yeah. Yeah, which is a, a reference for probably four of you. It was a um, two-screen cinema, I think. Yeah, yeah, two, two screens. Uh, you had to... You, 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 the, the top floor was the lobby, and then you had to go downstairs. Yeah, so notable films I really have vivid memories of seeing there. Star Wars, the... The uh, anniversary editions, uh, Star Wars: Phantom Menace. I saw there. Austin Powers: Spy Shag Me. Even though I wasn't old enough. First Pokemon, Pokemon movie. movie. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, no, <laughs> same. Same. I I have very vivid memories of watching Pokemon the yeah. first movie there. And left field entry: Spice World. <laughs> Spice World. I have never seen Spice World. Oh, I mean, I would say you're missing out, but you're probably not. But I, yeah, I have very vivid memories of watching the Spice World movie at the Odeon. Um, yeah, but also I, I can never judge things like Spice World because I have watched uh, a Karate Christmas Miracle twice. <laughs> so, yeah. I, d- I don't understand your point, Ian. We've, we, we've both watched that masterpiece twice. <laughs> yeah, I, I still don't fully understand why we did the second viewing. <laughs> but, you know, uh, it is... It, it, it it is what it is. I think it was just to put us in the Christmas spirit. Yeah. How uh, about you? What was your first... oh? And also, Ewoks Ewoks obviously taste like lamb. Um, what was your uh, what was your uh, first Star Wars memory? Uh, first Star Wars memory for me was I was at a family friend's house, and one of their teenage children was watching Empire Strikes Back. So I think I I walked into the living room, and it was the. Uh, Space worm in the meteor scene, okay, or space worm in the asteroid, and I kind of remember going, "Oh, that looks, that looks new and exciting." And then I think from there we used to watch. Um, my granddad had, uh, I'm fairly sure, recorded off of the TV, Return of the Jedi VHS. Nice. So whenever, whenever we went down to Wales to see them. Um, I would watch basically like we, we would basically just keep watching like the odd one out in the trilogy because he also had I watched Temple of Doom there upwards <laughs> of like 20 times so Return of the Jedi and Temple of Doom which can only really be described at least in those trilogies as the other one yeah I had um similar I had the last crusade on VHS none of the other Indiana Jones so I've seen the last crusade upwards of like 30 times probably as a child crack, crack and film though to be very fair. good film yeah, yeah yeah very good film yeah also the space worm and the asteroid sounds like a children's book it does yes would, would it be it would be as you as you go through the pages the worm is growing out of the asteroid yeah i'm thinking like very hungry caterpillar style yeah the very hungry space worm in the asteroid yeah yeah <laughs> i like it Good times. It works. Mm. But, uh, Star Wars is great. 
Star Wars uh, is are, great. Are we are we going to bother talking about the whole George Lucas shit, or uh, do you want to go on to my second random question I've jotted down? I, as as you know me well, Ian, my choice will always be stupid random questions. Is C three PO the most annoying character in movie history? Oh no, Jar Jar Binks is. Right? Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's fair actually. But C three PO always riles me up, and I don't know why. It's I just don't realise that how somebody who has absolutely no facial expressions can come across so patronising. <laughs> I think it's the uh, the upper body movement. I think is uh, Graham is proceeding to mine being C three PO at this moment. I mean, you would have got that from. If we were playing charades. Oh, yeah, I would. I, I mean, I might have gone... Because it, it's not... <laughs> this is a very visual joke. It's not shaky enough to be Thunderbirds. No, no. I think... Do you know what it is? It's because R2-D2 is so lovable, and he's just... C-3PO is just such a jerk to him all the time. I think that's the problem. I think so, yeah. I mean... I just... Yeah, I just never liked C-3PO. But that's... That is between me and the gold-plated dick. Favourite Star Wars characters? If we're talking about minor Star Wars characters, who's your yeah. favourite major Star Wars character? I remembered that. Or should I, should I rephrase it? Who's your favourite biggest Star Wars character? <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess, I guess given that he has his own series, it would probably be the, uh, the Mandalorian. Ah, oh, fair. I think, it, I think we can say that's major. Yeah, or Boba Fett, Boba Fett who has gone from minor star wars ca- he's he's been elevated up to the majors he, i mean he's basically the the blueprint for this episode yeah well i mean yes he is <laughs> but yeah there were a couple of injuries ahead of him he was on a good streak so they uh they threw him up there but yeah. i i did like have you watched all of the book of boba fett yet i have not watched any of it yet i, I haven't got around to it um dear god man i know it's it's quite shocking i've actually left my disney plus subscription lapsed because it was on my um old amex that i've cancelled and it keeps telling me to give a new card but i'm like i haven't actually got around to watching anything on disney plus for me to warrant spending the money so i i will eventually yeah. do it me on the other hand i've watched cool runnings three times <laughs> on 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 disney plus alone and yes. um, you should get disney plus back solely because i know i know marvel fatigue is setting in to a lot of people, but Moon Knight is fucking incredible. Yes, I have, I have um, heard, and I, I fully intend to. I think once the um, once the madness of of life is out of the way, um, and that sounds like <laughs> when I kill myself. Once, yeah, that was. <laughs> we'll have all we'll have all the time in the world after that. <laughs> that's that's the eternal subscription. Um... <laughs> Uh, eter- that eternal subscription sounds more like now he's bought Twitter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Elon Musk will start a religion called the Eternal Subscription. Uh, probably. I mean, we're and we're we're recording this now. We've gone to a fortnightly release schedule. There is enough time between us recording this and Elon Musk having just bought Twitter to this coming out. That maybe maybe we're all part of the Eternal Subscription. And if so, Happy Musk to all of you. Ashes to ashes, Musk megabytes to, Musk. to megabytes. Musk to Musk. That is better than what I was going to say. We're just, we're just Musk in the wind. Ugh. Yeah. So, um, who, who would you, who would you go for? Who's your favorite big boy? Who's my favorite big boy? It's, it's you. <laughs> um, 
Favorite favorite big boy. Favorite big boy. Favorite big boy. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I'm asked a direct question, even if I'm the one who brought it up, my brain immediately just empties itself of all relevant knowledge. Oh, um, whenever you ask me a question about anything, that's exactly yeah. what happens. What's a Star Wars? <laughs> Should I just to piss people off? Should I just say Captain Kirk? Absolutely. Um, but no, I, I mean, it is boring, but Han Solo is one of the greatest movie characters ever committed to screen. Yeah. So, you know, he's obviously up there. All the biggins. You uh, heard Jabba it here first, nice. guys. Yeah. Ian loves well, a, a biggin. I love a biggin. Uh, given my... Uh, given your biggin. Given my biggin and the sheer amount of times I watched Return of the Jedi, I was a big fan of Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, and he is I the big, was... he is the biggest of boys. He is the biggest of big boys, <laughs> the dirty slug. Um, that was a weird thing to say, but I think given kind of that, I really like we've talked about before, like my weird obsession with puppetry and things. I think Jabba the Hutt as a special effects yeah. piece is really impressive as well. Which was really annoying when they just decided to like CGI him in everywhere in the anniversary things oh like god the, yeah is it like when they're escaping the millennium falcon they just cgi'd him into that yeah because it was it was um oh we also talked about the pod race on the episode nate was on oh yeah are we still beeping nate's name and, out yeah i try and i try and forget nate most of the yeah. time nate who yeah um no, he doesn't listen I, to this he he, he doesn't. He, he doesn't listen because he doesn't know movies well enough. So we could say anything we want about him. This is F one's not a real sport. <laughs> uh, Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt. Uh, uh, yes, he was because there was a deleted scene where a character called Jabba the Hutt was meeting Han Solo, but Jabba the Hutt in the deleted scene was just a fat dude in a fat dude in a furry coat. Right. And then they superimposed Jabba the Hutt over him. But there was a point where Harrison Ford walks around him. Right. So they like edited it so it looked like Han was stepping on his tail. But it was done really badly. It just looks odd. That was on like the 10 minute making of that was before the special features on the... Sorry, before the special editions on the VHS. Oh, okay. If you remember those. Yep. There's uh, if if Star Wars likes to do something, it is to milk the IP. Oh yeah, they are flogging that space horse to within an inch of its fucking life. Yeah. Milk, milk that juicy those juicy IP. No, I'm not going to say it. Milk, milk, milking it, milking it like Jabba the Hutt. I imagine Jabba you can Hutt. you can milk Jabba. Uh, I think can Jabba you... the Hutt would be. Can you milk a hut? Um, I think it is more... I, I think there'd be more secretions like a snail. I suppose so, yeah. So you might have to, instead of milking, just kind of, like, wring him out. Oh, like a platypus. Use, like, a, use like a scraper. Platypuses produce milk but don't have nipples. So what we need to know now is whether huts lay eggs. Because if huts lay eggs and secrete milk, then we could have hut custard. Jabba the hutsteds. Jabba the Hutstead. No, you've no. done better. I've done better. I'm going to just just replay that bit when I said musk to musk, because that was really good. Ashes to ashes. Musk to musk. Ha ha! <laughs> just keep, whenever you say something that doesn't land, we'll it doesn't just superimpose yeah, yeah. the old joke that <laughs> the did. The old joke, yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll add a sarcastic line. I'll edit this in as well. Ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, Star Wars is great. That's really the, the fucking cut of it, isn't it? I know it's easy to... I know it went in a weird direction and we have talked about... Oh, that was another one we talked about. Uh, the Last Jedi not being an awful film on my like divisive movie opinions. Yeah, so that's the one that I... That's when I was referencing. When you... Oh, I, I referenced it wrongly, but I remember you talking about that and I uh, thought it was the sequels thing, but obviously it wasn't. Ah, okay. Yes. It was the, yes. the opinions thing. Um, yeah, so we, we, we have talked about kind of where the series went previously, so we don't kind of want to rehash that now. But it's very easy to dick on Star Wars, but I, I, it's, it is great, isn't it? <laughs> really, yeah, as as I, as a world and a character set and things like that, it's brilliant. I feel like the people that dick on Star Wars are the same people that are like, oh, I think I'm the only person that's never seen Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, my personality type is just disliking things that are universally popular because I think it makes me different and special. Yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, fucking Star Wars. So uh, that brings us on to... Uh, and now, this is interesting because I there are two possible ways this is going to go today. Yep. So this brings us on to Graham's movie recommendation nobody asked for mm. for this week. So what is it? What are you going to tell the... We do need. I feel like we need a name, a collective noun for people who listen to the podcast. It, nobody's right. Nobody's. Nobody asked right. for. Nobody's. Has, has to be nobody's. That's a good one. Those are a villain type on uh, the Kingdom Hearts games. Ah, there you go. So that's nice. Uh, so for all of the for all of the nobodies out there, <laughs> what what are you telling them to uh, watch this week? So it is difficult. Because I had, before you said what you just said, my mind was made up. But now, my mind has gone elsewhere. And for the sake of my mind going elsewhere, I'm going to go with that one. And I'm going to say that this week, we're going to heavily talk about Star Wars. We're going to heavily talk about all of the things in the known and unknown universe of Luke and co. But rather than recommend you a film from the Star Wars canon. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that you should invest your time in watching the space opera parody masterpiece that is Space Bulls. Oh, fair fucking play. (laughs) I take that back. I assumed it would be either Rogue One. That was my original choice. As as your your favourite Star Wars film, which is commendable. um, Or Star Trek, to be funny. Ah. But Space Bulls, to be funny... Yeah. It's a very fucking good film. Oh, it's brilliant. I absolutely love Spaceballs. Did you think of Spaceballs because you were trying to come up with a Jabba the Hutt pun? No, I wasn't actually. It was um, just because you said that it was going to go one of two ways. And I've not wa- I've not actually, uh, confession, I've not, wa- not watched really enough Star Trek to even be able to recommend any of it. You should. T- to be fair, it is very good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, I've seen bits of it that I like, but I, I couldn't in... I couldn't earnestly recommend it. So um, the 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 for me the the Star Wars adjacent property that wasn't Star Wars had to be Spaceballs because it's I mean it's up there with I would say Spaceballs and Airplane are probably the two best sort of parody movies going. Yeah, I I mean I've uh, I've often talked about my love of Hot Shots Part Deux. Yeah, and I also have an awful lot of time for Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yes, yeah, also um, very good. Yeah, Space Spaceballs is another level. I like the, uh, yeah, because it's Pizza the Hut, isn't it? 
yeah, who ends up, up. Yeah, yeah. like eating himself to death because he gets accidentally locked in a car. Yeah. And then Barth. Barth is the chewy kind of character, yeah, right? Which is John Candy, I think. Because I haven't yes, I haven't watched Spaceballs in ages. Yeah, it is. And it's um who's the guy I forget the guy's name who is the main character. Or oh uh Darth, the Darth Vader. I think it oh the main character Darth Helmet. Darth Helmet, yeah. Is Rick Moranis. That's it, Rick Moranis. Um, I've told you I have a weird uh, mental... This is a weird thing to say, but hopefully it makes sense. Uh, I have a weird mental relationship with Rick Moranis. Continue. So, as a bearded man, I often get told I look like any celebrity with a beard. Yeah. Most upsettingly, I got one week told I looked like the thin version of the guy from the magic numbers oh yeah i remember this and then the week after someone just flat out said i look like the guy from the magic numbers and (laughs) that made me sad um i was at a wedding kind of like the meal before and we were talking we didn't know a lot of people so you know you kind of end up gravitating to the people who also don't know a lot or don't know a lot of people um so i was talking to this person um and they said oh you you look like someone you remind me of someone, I was like, oh, okay, I get that a lot. Like sometimes it's this, sometimes it's that. And it was like, no, 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 no. It was the guy who was in Holly uh, I Shrunk the Kids. <laughs> it was like Rick Moranis. It was like, yeah, you look like Rick Moranis. It's like I don't look like Rick fucking Moranis. No, you, I, I mean you don't at all look like Rick Moranis. No, that's. I talked about that legitimately upset for weeks. <laughs> it was. It lived red free in the back of my mind. Occasionally, like this little voice, like sitting on my shoulder, would just kind of go, "You look like Rick Moranis." <laughs> it's like, I oh, mean, great. It, great. I, I assume it really derailed your um, your time perfecting your shrinking rate as well. Oh yeah, because now I can't go near it without people. You know, it's the it's the the, the comparisons there. Yeah, yeah. Not only do you look like Rick Moranis, you make the same life choices. Yeah, it's it's it is heartbreaking. Can't yeah, can't even chase after Sigourney Weaver either. <laughs> um, so if if Spaceballs, mm. the famous Star Wars sci-fi parody, is not you know maybe if you you don't want a parody, maybe you want something else. Maybe you aren't feeling lightsabers, Death Stars, and Ewok meat. Mm. Um, what other films could you possibly recommend people? Um, if you're not feeling like you want to kind of go out of this world and you want to really bring it back down to earth, maybe as quickly as an utter stupor. I would suggest that you invest your time in watching the cult masterpiece that is Ari Aster's Midsummer. There are no two ways about it. If you want to pick between two films, it should always be the film that you're thinking of watching and Midsummer. And then if you choose one or the other, you're making the right choice. So um, yeah, as we have said many times before, and as we will continue to say, ad infinitum for our eternal subscription midsummer do it midsummer and the eternal subscription i like it <laughs> uh so that that then brings us on to our first choice in today's episode minor star wars characters who need a spin-off which is yours you prick researching this made me realize or i i had flashbacks to a conversation we had before about how big a Wikipedia hole you can fall into when you're searching for Star Wars stuff. Yeah. Like, the level of detail and canon around even the smallest or minorest of characters is fucking insanity, and I have so much time for that. It's 
Wikipedia, right? Is the uh... Wikipedia? Wikipedia? I don't think it's the it's the name of the website, but not the actual yeah. URL. Is no, that... it's like fandom.com, right? Yeah, something like that. But Wikipedia, first of all, incredible pun, fair play. Yeah. But so for my first choice, I did I did a bit of Wikipedia diving, which sounds like a disgusting sex act. <laughs> does, does, does disgusting sex act need a jingle? Uh, it does now you've suggested it. That could be a disgusting sex act. I'm suddenly very aware my dad listens to this podcast. So, did a lot of Wikipedia diving on this one. So, I'm going to give you... You can't... You, I mean, you know my choices, but I'm just kind of banking on when you've forgotten. So, I'm going to give you a list of possible other choices I could have done for this before I settled on the person I did. And I want you to guess kind of what area of Star Wars I'm looking into here. Okay. Okay, so I could have gone for the Nozarian Clegg Holdfast. Okay. The Triffian Ebi Eedacat. Nice. Clegg Holdfast definitely is a Toast of London character. All of these, all of these. <laughs> I, I made a note that all of these sounds like uh, uh, Toast of London characters. The Vulpatarian Dud Bolt. Okay. The Zexto Gascono. Right. Uh, the the Z- So this is just spelled hamster, but instead of a H, it's an X. Oh, Zaxter? The Zamster? The Zamsters. The Zamsters. Uh, Neva Key. Neva Key. And the Gran Morhonic. Are these perhaps all musical acts, Ian? These are not musical acts. Oh, I've, I've chosen the wrong one of your choices. <laughs> <laughs> these, these are pod racers. That featured ah. in the Bunta Eve classic in Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Um, so, I another kind of choice here we have is whether this spin-off is like a hand, so, like a solo or a Rogue One, or if it is a TV series. So, for me, I think this would kind of work more as a TV series, but it's going to be following a, a particular racer from Phantom Menace and his exploits and on the uh, the pod racing circuit. And that is Ben Quadineros, who is uh, an inexperienced Toon pod racer pilot who raced on amateur circuits and drove a rented BT310 Quadra pod racer. Because, of course, uh, obviously the Toons, as you know, uh, come from the planet Tund in the Tund system, and they're sentient bipeds with long arms, legs, and a large head instead of a torso. Known as an extremely timid race, the planet is uh, located uh, within the centrality sector of the Outer Rim territories. Uh, and they may be timid, but obviously you know the sorcerers of Tund were a group of dark side practitioners. Right? This is all stuff we all know. I mean, they, this is... Uh... The thing is, is this would have been more interesting than all the trade talk in, in uh, yeah. episode one. <laughs> Just the sorcerers of Tund. Yeah, Just, give me that yeah. over, like, you know, your your weird take on imperialistic intergalactic Chinese people. Oh, like... God, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, was talk- I was talking to this with... Uh, I can't remember. I was drinking and it was a friend of the podcast. Either Viking Alan... Axes of shit. He is a Viking... Asgard Viking Alan So we'll get a jingle there and a bleeped out name. But I always forget 
just how racist Phantom Menace is. Oh, hugely so. It's It doesn't even hide it. It is insane. And then you throw in anti-Semitism as well. Because, like, Watto is... I don't get how any of that could happen. Like, yeah, it's fucking insane. Good but, old George. Good old class, classic Lucas. Um, so Ben Quadraneros is... Uh, if you ever played the the Star Wars pod racing game, you'd know him. And in the film, he's the one who... so. He had the four pods on his racer. Okay, yeah. And then they it hilariously didn't start. And then during the race, they all shot off in different directions. Yes. And I think the main reason I like him is he looks exactly like the guy from a song I think I've talked about on the podcast before. Do you remember Starlight by the Superman Lovers? Uh, Regale me. It was for, fuck, God knows when. It was Starlight. And you do me a oh, thing. Yeah, I know that, that one. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The music video is hauntingly fucked up. And it basically follows like these potato people and a mouse. And he writes a successful song, so it goes to space or something like that. But he looks exactly like this fucking alien. And I can't stop thinking about it. And for me, I just, he just seems like the most, you could kind of pick any of them, I guess. But Ben Quadraneros, I think, is the good one to go into because, again, <laughs> A background character has a load of fucking backstory. Um, because he's inexperienced and is new to it all, it's a good way for the audience to come into it. Right. So you would be following this guy who's new to everything, going through the races. You'd get Sebulba as like a big character in it as well, and he's kind of cool. One of I did wonder f- if you were going to go down that route, actually. But the, I, the main character being Sebulba. I was contemplating it, but then I thought Sebulba is too... He is a minor character, but he's still kind of important. Like, he's still, like... I guess so. Early days, Anakin Nemesis. So I thought, hey, let's go even minorer and go with with Ben. Plus, I like the idea of... It's one of the reasons I find Dune. So, I mean, I think Dune is a masterpiece, but also I can't shake the feeling that the main character is called Paul. Like having having a, a sci-fi epic racing TV series where the main character is called Ben, I just find quite funny. Ben seems to quite be quite a popular name in uh, in Star Wars, isn't it? Yeah, but Ben, like, I was gonna say at least Ben was human, but that seems like weirdly alienist. That's not gonna age well in like two hundred years. No, when someone listens back. But Ben, for a character who is a head instead of a body, I just find quite funny. Yeah. Because that's not, it doesn't shout Ben to me. Ben, no, it's, I, what would you go for? I mean, there's, there's got to be at least four apostrophes in that name, hasn't there? Yeah, no, true, true. So even if, even just like a sci-fi Ben. Yeah. Like B apostrophe E-H-N-N or something like that. Yeah. Where the kind of name where if you're reading a book, you don't actually sound out the name. Yeah, you, you just acknowledge that that's the name. Yeah. <laughs> you you read the sentence, and then you see the name, you acknowledge who it is, but you don't actually mentally say it, and then you keep going on. Yeah. Like, we've all been there. We know how it works. But, yeah, I just think it would be fun. Like, like I said, I think it works more as a TV series. It would follow, like, the racing season. So you would have pod races, pod races in it. I'm assuming you'd have some, like, you know, betrayal and duplicity and all of that shit and as we mentioned before it was one of two decent things from that first film 
So we should really milk it for all it's fucking worth. I'd like to see it. I don't know if you've watched Drive to Survive on Netflix, the, the Formula One like season recap thing, but I have not. A Podrace version of that would be fantastic with like the talking heads and then the key points from the. I, I guess it would be kind of like a documentary style take on the season of a pod race oh, focusing on the one character i like it so as a, we would do it as a mockumentary yeah essentially well i guess it is a mockumentary but probably not leaning so much on the comedy elements yeah a fuckumentary just a, a fake documentary <laughs> a fuckumentary fuckumentary uh, yeah okay all right yeah I could, I could see that that could work i do like the idea of fake star wars tour and and Ben Quadraneros, if anything, is just a talking head. Nice. So nice. it nice. does that's seem to good. work. That's very thank good. Thank you, thank you. But yeah, you know, there's not enough films with characters from Tund, which does sound like there's got there's got to be like a quiz of like, is this a town in Devon or is this an alien species? Or like yeah, or de, de- or Welsh town or Star Wars planet. I mean Tund does sound like a district of Cardiff. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I like the idea. I think um you could go for you can for each each series could be a season, as in like a sorry each season could be a season, as in a season of racing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and also, I mean the uh, the licensing rights uh, gives another pod racing game. Like you know, there's there's oh. there's spin off school. <laughs> I mean that was would, a noise. Oh yeah. I was just thinking I would I would I would give my left nut for another pod racing game and that's the good nut. That could be a disgusting sex act. I'm suddenly very aware my dad listens to this podcast. <laughs> we'll leave it there, shall we? Yeah, let's leave let's leave it there. That's <laughs> that's what this means to me. Okay, so my first choice is the male colloquian monkey lizard from the planet Kovac. Oh, of course, him. Him. I'm, of course, talking about our dear, dear friend, Salacious B. Crumb, the little shit that sits on Jabba's uh, tail and laughs like a hyena for, for most of the time. Classic space monkey lizard. Yes, he's, he's actually... A, Quackian monkey lizard. So let's, let's make sure. A quackian. Quackian lizard. I'm assuming the planet is Kowak. C K O W A K. I'm guessing he's Kowak, Kowak, or it could be like, um, you know how Krakow is a W but it's pronounced as a V, so it could be Kovac. Um, Kovac. Yeah, it sounds like a coffee. It does, yeah. I mean, monkey monkey lizard coffee would be like that the the coffee that's shot out by those Cope, cats. Cope Luwak. That's the one. Which is a lot nicer than you would give it credit for, but you really have to drink it without knowing what it is. I mean, for some people, maybe it adds to the experience. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. Who but knows? I, I personally struggle to drink coffee with an erection. So monkey lizard. The monkey lizard. <laughs> so salacious B crumb. Um, I'm not entirely sure what the B stands for, and I've not been able to find out. But well, you know, now now it stands for Ben. <laughs> yep, salacious Ben crumb. Have you got an idea where the name came from? Um, um no. no. So apparently, um, the George Lucas had asked um, 
the the I don't know if it was the puppeteers or whoever to come up with a name for this monkey lizard, and um they'd been out drinking, had a few pitchers of beer, and when they were exiting, one of them bent down to tie his shoelaces, and he said, "Wait a minute, guys, whilst I tie my shoelaces," slurring the word shoelaces, <laughs> and the crew member basically recognized its potential. Um, apparently, George Lucas initially rejected this name as Shulacius, <laughs> changed it to Salacious, and then they added the word crumb as homage to an underground comic book artist called Robert Crumb, which I suppose is nice in that, you know, oh, I've had a Star Wars character named after me. Oh, which one was it? Oh, it's the annoying little monkey lizard that sits on Jabba's tail and laughs like a hyena. So in another world, this guy could have been called Velcro Stanley. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> Sh- shoelaces. Uh, I, I, for a brief moment, forgot we just came up with Ben. Shoelaces Ben Crumb. <laughs> yeah, shoelace, shoelace Ben Crumb. Oh. But yeah, look, I, I've always been fascinated by Salacious B. Crumb as a character because he's just, I, I, I like the the puppetry i know we spoke about the puppetry stuff previously with jabber and everything and the whole idea of like a puppet on a puppet kind of thing was was quite fun and i i was always just it's just one of those ones and i know look they're they're probably or maybe maybe we'll get to an interesting backstory and everything but i it's one of the characters in star wars that i've always been like what what's this guy's deal like where's he come from how's he ended up here and I do think there's two there's two trajectories this could go right for a series. I see it as either sort of like an origin story and how he ended up as Jabba's little monkey lizard jester, because basically the whole reason he's on he's with Jabba is that he stowed away on one of Jabba's ships, got captured by a Twi'lek. Is that how we pronounce it? Twi'lek. Uh, ten- uh, I believe the phrase is tentacle-headed prick. <laughs> Twi'lek? Twi'lek, Twi'lek, something like that. Also, sounds like um, a province of Devon. Um, <laughs> yeah. Twi'lek uh, upon Thames. Twi'lek upon Thames. <laughs> um, the, um, he basically struck up a deal with Jabba that he was, he would, if he amused Jabba at least once a day, he could eat and drink as much as he pleased. But if he failed, he would be killed. That that was the deal. That's why he became the jester thing. So I see this. This is either two two ways. Is you either go down the route of like everything that led up to that point, and that's sort of the series, or it is a. Um, I'm thinking in the context of like the Toy Story shorts, and each short is his daily making Jabba laugh. So you're saying this is basically Forky asks the questions. Yeah. But with salacious beef crumb. The, yeah, sold. <laughs> I, we, we've talked about it before, and I'm sure I will find an episode just to crowbar it in entirely. But Forky asked the questions is the some of the best shit I have ever seen. Oh, it's brilliant, isn't it? It's so fucking. <laughs> even just for the the random extra quote they always have in at the titles. Yeah, and it's different every time, and it's ah. Uh, when we had the cinema screen up in the garden, we I think we watched every single one. I mean, it's it's brilliant, and I guess obviously, like Disney have form on this, right? In terms of being mm. able to to successfully spin these shorts out. So let's say that's the route we'll go down, right? It'd be interesting to find out 
all of uh all of the backstory and what went down on Kuwak. 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 But um I think the the um what would you call it? Ben tickles jabber or something. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm not sure because I feel like there is a very good pun here somewhere. Yeah. Where where has all the crumb gone? Salacious bee fun. Oh, nice. Yeah. So is is Salacious Ben Crumb? Is is he a? I'm trying to think of the. I was gonna say I'm trying to say this without sounding offensive. He's a fucking puppet. <laughs> um, is he intelligent? Or is I... he like? Would this be like a short about like the Ace Ventura monkey? I think he's meant to be. I mean, think he's meant to have a level of sentience, if that's what you mean. Okay. Yeah, sentience is the word I was probably looking for there, but instead I went for an Ace Ventura comparison. <laughs> um, yeah, as I understand it, he's he's meant to be a, a sentient creature who understands his his lot in life as um, Jabba's uh, monkey is a jester. Yeah, yeah, monkey is a jester. Great name for a band. Oh, Jingle. Band name. That's a band name. As, as we often come to, band name. I'll see that. There we go. Uh, I think you'd quite like um, Crumb as well, because after Jabba was killed, um, he attacked C-3PO. <laughs> Yes, he does, doesn't he? And you hate C-3PO. Fucking C-3PO. Can you do... Can you do the Salacious Ben Crumb laugh? Uh, no, I can't. <laughs> and I'm not going to try. I used to... <laughs> I, I used to be able to. It was my party trick. Something like are, that. There are people in the house, and I'm not doing it now. <laughs> um, you can record that later. Yeah, if, 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 if the house is empty... Oh, actually... <laughs> it'll be empty tomorrow daytime. Nice. So, uh, yeah, fuck it. Uh, we won't transition to future, Ian. We'll just throw in a salacious crumb laugh now. <laughs> Continue. Brilliant. Brilliant. So, yeah, and obviously, so he was, apparently he was killed as well when everything was destroyed by the rebels. So we couldn't do a future thing. It would have to be uh, kind of taking we, place. We could. We could. Could we? Uh, uh, but Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett was set after. Oh, this is very shit. true. And this he was all true. apparently dead. Yep. Spoilers for the TV series that is quite publicly set after that period. <laughs> He's not dead. Okay, I will. Um, I will. That's that's possible then. But also, Jabba is definitely dead. Also, I suppose. I mean, anyone could be alive. So yeah, we'll do it. We'll set it whenever. But it will. Um, it will be a series of shorts. I I, li- I like the idea of that. Just uh, the introduction would just be. <laughs> whenever in a galaxy far far away <laughs> with just the shrug emoji yeah so uh salacious salacious b crumbs uh comedy shorts coming to disney plus never but we'd like it to Salac- salacious b crumbs uh comedy shorts also could be a line of merchandising they they could yeah next next choice uh so this is the one i think you thought I was uh, <laughs> going for first of all. Uh, so, yeah, instead of diving straight in with who these people are, I'm instead going to go through some of their greatest hits. These are the people behind such songs as Jedi Rocks, Lapty Neck, 
brackets, that joyous night, close brackets, I ate my mate. Hmm. Ode to a master chef, ode to a radioactive ruin, and uh, possibly my favourite title, Galactic Dance Blast. Galactic Dance Blast, I do like that. Galactic Dance Blast, which sounds like an uh, arcade dance machine game. Y- yeah, um, the older like BDR stuff. Yeah, yeah, which, you know, is all we really need. So I am talking about the Max Rebo Band. So the Max Rebo Band, who in one article I read were known as the Max, Re- Max Rebo and the Jizz Whalers. So that is what I'm going to be referring to them as moving forward. I hope are, so. Are a, a jizz band uh, most prominently featured in Return of the Jedi, even though Max Rebo does rock up again in the Book of Boba Fett. So Max Rebo is the he is the piano playing blue elephant. Yep. Um, and he leads this band. Uh, you ready for some? Uh, Far too much information that we don't need to know. Go on. Uh, so Max is a male Autololan and a popular jizz whaler musician. Uh, he comes from the planet Auto, which is a small planet in the Sluis sector of the Outer Rim. Uh, it's a cold planet with a highly elliptical orbit around a red dwarf star. Due to its orbit and axial tilt, the growing season which is obviously information we needed to know about a background mm-hmm. puppet, lasts 161 days and occurs only in latitudes around the equator. Uh, geologists believe that Auto was struck by a large comet, which uh, is the cause of its orbit and led to all life forms above uh, 200 kilos dying. Autololans are effective miners, and their ears act as camel humps. I'm 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 confused as to um, why why above 200 kilos. Like what 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 protects you from being I mean, it seems quite fattest. Yeah, so the fattest died, unfortunately. Mm. <laughs> but, so Max Rebo is, depending depending what you look at, he either has two legs or four. So, well, he either has two limbs or four limbs. So I've seen some cartoons where he's just like an anthropomorphic blue elephant. Kind of yeah. like that fucking... Who is the French prick? Oh, Baba. Baba. Kind of like Barbar, but blue. <laughs> Very sad. Sad, Depressed. sad Barbar. Depressed. Someone, someone stole his baguettes. Yeah. Oh, bless him. Um, and some people have it as he's basically sitting down and what's playing the piano are his only limbs. So, yeah. So, Max Rebo, was, he, was Jabba, he was the Jabba the Hutt band at the beginning of Return of the Jedi. So, he's not just the only... He's the leader of the band, but we also get... A guy called uh, Droopy McCool, hmm. who uh, plays what I can only assume is a space flute. Uh, Jow Yowzer, who I think was feature- uh, introduced in the special features, who just looks like a fucking... He's just a furry dude with a testicle face. And Cy Snootles, who is the lead singer, who has like the the mouth on the end of a stick. Yep. It would just be, they only seem to, they seem to play exclusively to gangsters. And there's definitely a fucking story there. I, I'd like to see, I think, um, you're talking, uh, continuing on our wide range of different, um, different uh, TV show types. This being like Star Wars X Factor. <laughs> okay. And we, and we follow the, the Jizz Whalers as like the, uh, 
the band that that makes it to the top. So okay, so we're we're or would we be looking for like those reality TV shows that try to get new band members? Yeah. So it, it, is it the Jizz Whalers looking for a new singer because their other one died on Jabba's barge? <laughs> I mean, that's also. What, are we suggesting that the Jizz Whalers were previously fronted by Boba Fett? Uh, no, uh, they they were actually on the barge. Oh, I believe. Okay. So uh, Max, Max Rebo survived. I have. Uh, I did not research into whether Cy Snootles did. <laughs> R.I.P. We have. Uh, <laughs> I've just googled Star Wars bands to see what pops up. Uh, obviously, you have um, Fiddling Dan and the the Model Nodes. The, obviously. Uh, one of them is just Yoda and the Boogie Wookie, the Boogie Wookies. I mean, why why have we not seen more of this? Yeah, I mean, sold. Uh, the Twisted Rancor Trio, which legitimately sounds like a great band name. I imagine Yoda just plays. He's just uh, plays a lot of Al Green. <laughs> well, it's not easy being green. If you had to have any Star Wars character in a band, who would it be? Oh, it would be Chewie fronting a metal band. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's not even an opinion. I think that's just the right answer. <laughs> R2D, R2-D2 is more an instrument. R2-D2 could feature on, like, um, he could be a Future Islands. I could, I could see him, like, guest, guest starring on. Yeah, I could see that. I just, ah, an all-Wookiee metal band. That is now all I want in life. <laughs> it's like Lordy, but with Wookiees. Yeah. Fuck it, we could do that. Yeah. Why why not? That that's our dream as men who are below six foot, obviously. What we need to do is dress up as Wookiees. We're the we are the metal Wookiees and we're gonna cashick your ass. Oh god god sir. <laughs> Bruh that 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 was a niche pun that I could really get behind. <laughs> I was just trying to think there's gotta be a Wookiee band name pun. But I can't think of one. Um because you'd have oh. to fly, it would all be flying V's, right? Yeah, without a doubt, yeah. yeah. Or a couple of like the double headed, uh, double neck guitars. So st- yeah, Steel Wookiee instead of Steel Panther, <laughs> basically. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they are definitely hair metal. Hey! <laughs> I like it. Yeah, so we, we could go the reality TV route. For me, I was thinking, I liked the idea of like a Walk the Line style Max Rebo biopic. Nice. It's either that or this is this is my Max Rebo, right? This is Spinal Tap kind of uh, a yeah. proper mockumentary. Yeah, this is this is Max Rebo and the Jizz Whalers. You could possibly go Whiplash. Yep. So like Max Max Rebo maybe bringing on another alien and teaching him how to do things, but I just think there's definitely a story there for a bunch of musicians who play exclusively for gangsters, like seeing. It would be like watching. It would be like Breaking Bad, but from a side character's point of view. Okay. Yeah. Like just like the other table, next to where all of the interesting thing is happening. I just find that really, really interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd absolutely this watch is, it. This is fun. We've never had a ticking clock on Zoom before, and now it just says less than a minute, and I don't know what's going to happen, Graham. Some, some kind of exp- the Death Star. I mean, maybe maybe its sights are on us. We we are older on, and Zoom is uh, Darth Vader. Uh, sounds like we're in Alderaan places. Who's the? Oh, is it Belfast? No, that's one of. The, and oh. he's gone. 
Were you just going to ask who did I told her an older on? I told her an older on. What were you about to say before we cut out? Oh, I was saying that um, I was. I just thought of that song, and yeah. then um, yeah, I said, "Was it Belfast?" But though, Belfast is another song, right? It's not. It's the same band. I can't remember the name of the band. Uh, I think it's Neon Neon. It is Neon, or something yeah. like that. But it's uh, Gruff Reese, so the Super Fairy Animals guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> another Wookiee reference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that would that the Super Furry Wookies. Yeah. Yeah, done. Super Furry Wookies is uh, our our next big project. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Max Rebo, fucking love Blue Elephants. Really, that's kind of the end of it. He 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 seems cool. He's a puppet. He's a talented Blue Elephant fucker, and we get to see the the life of the criminal underworld with some good music. He's a talented Blue Elephant fucker. Talented Blue Elephant fucker. That could be a disgusting sex act. <laughs> I'm suddenly very aware my dad listens to this podcast. Okay, so my next choice is going to be it's it's going to be a workplace comedy, and it is going to be starring that one stormtrooper that smacked his head whilst coming out of the uh, was it through the, the like the uh, what do you call automatic doors on the Death Star? Yeah, blast doors, blast doors. Yeah. Um, and essentially, it's going to be, it's obviously, it will have to be a prequel because I don't think we're going to bring back to life individual stormtroopers for, for, um, maybe we would, but, um, it's going to be a prequel. And essentially, it's just going to follow him being absolutely hapless at his job for, I mean, you know, going through stormtrooper training and, and not and barely scraping by. It's it's going to be kind of um, I don't know. Maybe we go down the office kind of route. I know we've I've leaned heavily on on mockumentaries so far, but um, it, for a workplace comedy, it does feel uh, does feel the most appropriate. Yeah, I like I like it. I like it. So you would go from him seeing like the the Empire needs you poster. Yeah, yeah. He's he's back on his you know his home planet. He doesn't know what to do. He's just you know got really crap grades at uh, Stormtrooper High School. He needs to. He needs to get out of there. He needs to find his calling, and he needs to. Um, he needs to. He needs to join join the empire, and we we follow his exploits. I'm I'm thinking like um, kind of full metal jacket in terms of like <laughs> the uh, the prep for prep for war, um, combination of like full metal jacket and band of brothers, like the first few episodes of band of brothers. Um, maybe David Schwimmer puts him through his paces. Um, <laughs> But what did you, how, how how tall are you, Stormtrooper? I didn't realise they stacked Bantha Fonda that high. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, just just following through all of these kind of stages up until, and obviously it ends with well, it ends with a movie, Ian, because he gets shot. I what I want is the episode after he smashes his head, where he is just like wondering and worried if people noticed. <laughs> Just like, oh, guys, I had one job and I fucking hit my head. Or he take, he sues them. Yeah. And just to, <laughs> where there's blame, there's a claim. Have you been injured in an accident <laughs> at work that wasn't your fault? Uh, have you have you hit your head on a faulty blast door? <laughs> so just just to reiterate what we said earlier um, about how much information there is 
uh, on the internet. Wikipedia does have an entry for unidentified head-bumping stormtrooper. <laughs> Fucking hell. Which is obviously going to be the name of the series. <laughs> yeah. Because they, they added the sound effect in the special editions. Yes, they? yeah. Yeah. So in the, fir- in the originally it was just a mistake, and then they added in, like, the slapstick donk. Yeah, I mean, they, they lent into it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fuckers. <laughs> and also, there's... Um, uh, there's a bit apparently in, and I don't remember this. This is purely from Wikipedia because I can't bring myself to watch any of the prequel trilogy again. But um, apparently they had a nod to it in Attack of the Clones with Jango Fett hitting yes. his head on uh, yeah the Doran slave one. Yeah, yeah, I remember that because of course they're going to. Yeah, I've never, I haven't, I don't think I ever rewatched Attack of the Clones. I've rewatched bits of Revenge of the Sith because for all of its failings, the lightsaber battles are still really cool. I have the high ground. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it is. I, I agree. It's, it's, it's the, the most fun of the, of the terrible films. But yeah, I just, I just think it, it, it works well. Maybe it won't work well. I, it's funny in my head. Workplace comedy. Maybe, maybe it won't maybe work. Maybe it won't work. Who fucking knows? Who knows? Um, but you know, Disney... If you've got the dollars, I've got the ideas. Let's let's make unidentified head bumping stormtrooper the series a thing. Unidentified head bumping stormtrooper, a workplace. I like it. I'm assuming he is also going to be called Ben. Of course, he's called Ben. Yeah, Ben the unidentified stormtrooper. (laughs) Well, that does kind of there's a slight issue there in that we have identified him by calling him Ben. Uh, True. Oh, it'll be like uh, you know when they give like a nickname to. uh, people that are unidentified yeah. like like so a it'll john, just be him like a john doe yeah, yeah. so just bet ben is the space john doe <laughs> which uh ooh, star wars 7 i'd watch that um nice but yeah uh well actually it was the force awakens wasn't it um <laughs> uh what other random shit do you think he would is there going to be like the office pranks but in space absolutely yep stapler in a, a space jello I, li- I like it and i'm assuming season one would be a letdown but the rest would kind of pick it yeah, up yeah absolutely when it, stop- when it stops being uh just trying to mimic the uk unidentified stormtrooper when they decide to go do their own thing it's when it really gets into its own yeah i mean you can't really translate you know slough to space so um <laughs> i wish we could <laughs> so um yeah you, you kind of have to lean into that we should make this series slough. <laughs> Space slough. Space slough. Space handbags and the glad rags. <laughs> nice. Uh, we're going we're gonna to dive straight in with a bit of a peek behind the curtain. Again, another, another, another peek behind, behind the curtain. Behind the curtain. Behind the curtain. Again. What's there? So my final choice, I picked for a very specific reason. That reason doesn't quite gel to the fact that we are recording the final sections of this podcast before work. (laughs) So I I haven't had a lot of caffeine here, so I'm not 100% sure how mentally limber I am and whether I'm actually going to be able to uh, give this the full credit it deserves. Because my final choice is obviously the Star Wars character Paldoc Drabber Tackett Sapdiriktik Nick Linky T Kiviv Nick Nesefif Lekek. Sorry, I, you cut out a little bit of that. Could you could you say that again? Paldoc Drabba Tackett, 
Sapdirikti Nick Linky T Kiviv Nick Nesefif Lekek. One more time. How Doc Drabber Tackett. How Doc Drabber Tackett. Sap Dirikti Nick Linky T Kiviv Nick Nesefif Lekek. So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve apostrophes. Excellent. Uh, should we just call him Pal for short? Uh, so Pal is the uh, approved shortening of the name Pal Doc Drapper Tackett Sap Directy Nick Linky T Kiviv Neck Nesefa Flakek. And he is a, a, a minor character in. So obviously we've had episode one. Uh, I've also done episode six. Pal Doc Drapper Tackett Sap Directy Nicky Licky Tidikifidabababa is a. A character from Star Wars Episode Three and a Half, so he is part of the the commando team in Rogue One. Okay, um, you may recognise him. Uh, he is basically just uh, a short lizard du- or a short amphibious dude. So he is a Drabatan, who were a sentient amphibious species native to the planet Pipada. Their homeworld was harvested for materials by the Galactic Empire, displacing much of the native population, including the Drabatans. They have, uh, they speak Drabatese, which is an unusually loud language, so they also have a secondary language, which is quieter, and I kind of really like that. (laughs) Drabatese also sounds like, if there was ever, like, a Strictly Come Dancing Star Wars edition, a Drabatese would be a kind of waltz. I could see that, yeah. Just, just... Layer at hand doing the Drapetese. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> so, Paldock Drab Attack at Septorikti Nick Linky T Viv Neck Nesefa Flakek was a commando. So, he was the weird little alien dude with a gun who could open his mouth really wide in the Battle of Scarif at the end of Rogue One. Yeah. He is. Uh... <laughs> Again, I love how detailed you could go into Star Wars. Uh, he's a he specialises. He's a demolitions expert, yep. which isn't a, a deep canon thing. You know, even background extras could have kind of obvious roles like that. But he's a, a demolitions expert because he studied structural dynamics and wanted to be an engineer. That's the deep cut we need. <laughs> nice. Also, I mean, obviously, it, it wouldn't be a deep canon. He would be a we- weapons expert if it was deep canon. Hooray! I see what you did there. I like it because canon is a homophone. <laughs> Because ca- cannons are cannon, but also cannons cannon. Yeah. Uh, oh, classic. This this is the shit people listen to us for. Yeah. But he's so. What I like about him is, it's one of those things I think you get in a lot of kind of sci-fi and fantasy where I think he was only ever meant to be a proper background character, but the puppet was so cool they kind of made him a bit more front and center. Right. Like you can imagine that happens a lot. Of like shit, we've accidentally made something awesome, and I'm not letting this just hang out in the background. Yeah, I I guess um, especially with the amount of time and effort that goes into like puppetry and stuff, and and the the creation of the puppets, um, I can kind of I can kind of get that. I I spent two hundred hours making this thing, and you're going to use him for for thirty seconds? Uh, excuse me, no. I, 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 I yeah, I studied for years, and I spent the better part of a year working on this guy, and you've cut his scenes. <laughs> but I just I just like it. It would just be basically either we can kind of come at the spin-off in one of two ways. Yeah. So either we get like a proper like Band of Brothers style mini series 
following this Drabatan commando, doing his Drabatan commando things. So still action, but a bit more kind of, you know, like the cruelty of war message. Yep. Or we have a movie spin-off that is just, and I can't stress this enough, the literal plot of Commando, <laughs> but with a small green grey amphibian dude. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm here for that. So we would open with him, you know, the alternate shots of him eating ice cream with his daughter and carrying and cutting wood. Yeah. We, we would get the one-liners. You would also get, uh, I'm assuming, a green grey amphibian Bennett in a slightly too tight mesh vest. Yeah. And it would just work. I just really like the, I just really like the idea of Star Wars just remaking Commando. I mean to be fair like it's kind of the the most not necessarily specifically remaking films but some of their biggest successes um have been I think we've discussed this before but putting a Star Wars spin on a a classic movie trope or genre right like the whole western thing with Mandalorian etc. Yeah, so yeah, inst- this this would do for 80s action movies what The Mandalorian did with westerns. Yeah. And I think he's a brilliantly designed alien. If we get this TV series, we'll also find out how to actually pronounce his name, which is a plus. Or do you think they'd go down the uh, Mandalorian route and he'd just get something like the child? Oh, possibly, yeah. <laughs> the, like the frog. The, the, the frog. The frog. Ah, and then um, obviously, maybe then, maybe actually, we need it to be more akin to Hell Comes to Frogtown. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so that, that is actually set on Drabatan. Yeah, and he's like the the like King Frog dude, and uh, we have a Rowdy Roddy Piper character who's attacking them, but we're seeing it from the, the frog perspective. This is a this is a very niche film, but I don't mind us talking about it because we have done an episode on it. We have and it's done your guys' fault it. for not listening to it. <laughs> but the King Frog dude, I love how out of context this sounds. Uh, the King Frog dude had three penises, right? He did, yeah, yeah. That it was, was a weird the, film. The dance of the three snakes. Snakes, yeah, yes. I've seen that film four times. I've seen it at least twice, maybe three times. Yeah. Again, good old, good old uh, to, to use the usual analogy, never seen Godfather Part 2, never <laughs> seen Raging Bull, haven't seen Taxi Driver. But oh, I've, I've at seen, least seen Taxi Driver. Yeah, but I've seen Hell Comes to Frogtown four times. I've seen Hard Ticket to Hawaii three times. <laughs> I've watched an episode of Murder, Sis in Successful three times in a week. It's... And you know what? I don't really regret anything. <laughs> No. Our Ticket to Hawaii and Hell Comes to Frogtown are fucking amazing. And that episode of Murder and Successful with Martin Kemp is arguably the funniest thing that has ever been on TV. It's is, it is very, very good. Although, is it the best? I don't know if I like the Geordie Shore Girls one more. I think I prefer her episode, but the bit of that episode where Martin Kemp forgets his name <laughs> is so fucking funny. Yeah. Basically, okay. you guys, I would I, I would say you guys need to go see Murder and Successful, but I think it's now on BritBox. Yeah, which no one has. I'm fairly yeah, sure so no one has no one has access to BritBox. It's a streaming service designed for the US, right? I don't actually know. I mean, you can yeah. get it over here, isn't it? Like, is it ITV owned or something, or like the people? Oh, mate, I, I don't know. But it Who used to all be on knows? iPlayer, and it was great. Yeah, fuckers. Uh, but yeah, so there we go. Either band of brothers. Or Commando, but with a frog dude. 
a frog dude. Frog. And amphibian commando. The final choice is da, da, da. <laughs> entering the ring at an average height of three meters with an average mass of 150 kilograms, which to me feels quite slender. That's that. That's uh, <laughs> that's that's a weight limit reachable for me if I really <laughs> let myself go. Yeah. And he would be twice as high as me, yep. basically. From the snow plains of Hoth. We, of course, are going to have a spin-off series about the Wampa from Empire Strikes Back. (laughs) Wampas, or Wampa ice creatures, are um, carnivorous... Carnivorous? Carnivorous. I I also have only had one cup of coffee this morning. Carnivorous, semi-sentient, white-furred, primitive species of mammal, um, which, as we mentioned, dwelled on the planet Hoth. So obviously Luke comes across... um... That could be a disgusting sex act. I'm suddenly very aware my dad listens to this podcast. Well, he had to keep warm. Luke encounters a Wampa (laughs) whilst he's, like, out scouting. uh... Uh, So you're, you're you're basically asking for, like, Wampa does Hoth. Well, <laughs> no, not quite. I'll, I'll get onto the the take um, of how we're going to do this, but um, yeah. So obviously, Luke Luke uh, encounters the Wampa whilst he's uh, he's scouting Hoth. He's uh, obviously there's the, the the battle that ensues. Unfortunately, the poor Wampa is is slain. I the way I envision this as a movie, as a sorry, as a TV series is. Um, Wampas are a species, right? We obviously see the the one in the film, but, but I don't think we could, given given that they are a species, given that they uh, there was clearly going to be more of them than Hoth, it would feel it, it wouldn't feel genuine to just focus on this single famous Wampa from Empire Strikes Back. Because I I think there was a scene cut where there were more of them. Yes, Ian. I... Thank you for reading my notes. <laughs> oh, please continue. <laughs> Um, so there, there are definitely more more wampers. So that got me thinking: so how do we best go about a kind of a, a series that, yeah, that 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 helps us want? And I settled on the idea of a so the cast are wampers, but we're basically doing the nineties. It's uh, not the office again. <laughs> <laughs> A Wampa workplace, a Hoth workplace. Um, no, we are doing the 90s ABC sitcom Dinosaurs, but with Wampas. <laughs> oh, done, you've won. <laughs> so slightly more cartoony puppets of Wampas. Yeah, you've got the, the baby Wampa that just uh, yells things and throws shit. Uh, and then they all the... they all die in the season finale and it yeah. gets heartbreakingly weird. <laughs> you've got the, uh, the overweight, beleaguered worker wampa dad who i think was he uh in dinosaurs he's like a construction worker or something something like that yeah and yeah that's uh that's 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 how i envision this this playing out um i i do uh i used to love dinosaurs um weirdly high amount of episodes as well so they did four series um with a total of 65 episodes oh wow and as you said one of the one of the better um <laughs> sitcom finales out there right like it was really quite well done i would 
Can you imagine transposing that season finale onto other shows? <laughs> Friends. Like, yeah, like Friends <laughs> ends with a meteor hitting Manhattan. Northern America. Yeah. And them just slowly realising they're going to die. <laughs> it's also... How, quite... how, how I Met Your Mother should have ended like that. Uh, yeah. It but... wouldn't, wouldn't have been any worse than the way it ended. No, and it just hits Ted Mosby. As of as of November twenty twenty, it had, dinosaurs had a ninety six percent approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, I think it's all on Disney Plus. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I I just that this was the the main driver. So I think I told you I was tossing up between as you do. I thought sorry, I thought you said that was the mini driver. <laughs> was that, what <laughs> mini would... mini driver was the. Uh... Was the Wumper? <laughs> I was. Um, uh, so actually, here's here's one of of the people that were in Dinosaurs that provided voices. Um, Tim Curry provided the voice of one of the dinosaurs. Oh, really? Yes, Henry oh, Poupon, shit. who is an Ar- Archaeopteryx that appeared in the episode "Getting to Know You." Henry is the father of Francis Poupon and husband of Simone Poupon. The Poupons are a family of birds who come from an unnamed country, clearly based on France, that is outside of Pangaea. Pangaea. Henry is irritated by exchange student Charlene Sinclair. He is disappointed by the consumption of his own son, but feels that big screen TV would help the healing process. I mean, fair play. <laughs> good, old, good old Tim Curry. Good old Tim Curry. It was Curry. also, which I didn't realise until much later, was in the Wild Thornberries. Oh, really? Yeah, he was the main guy. <laughs> I did not realize that. So no. he he was the voice of Nigel Thornberry, and I think Flea voiced the voiced like the wild child. <laughs> Excellent, as as you do. As so you we'll do. get Tim Curry. Tim Curry will voice one of the Wampers, I yeah. assume. I think Tim Curry should be the main Wamper. Yeah, he's still alive, isn't he? Tim Curry's still yes. alive. Yes, he is. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Um, uh, he was oh, he was trending I... he was trending on Twitter the other day. And I, I, I think everybody jumped to same with uh, Billy Connolly trends regularly on Twitter. Yeah, it's I. Twitter does need a flag of like he's not dead. Bracket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> brackets for good reasons. Close brackets. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, where was I going with the one star? I was, I was on a, I was on a, I was on a road somewhere. And uh, Tim Curry got derailed. Dinosaurs. Ted Mosby being hit by a meteor. <laughs> Flea. The wild thornberries. A cuddly toy. This isn't helping as much as you might think, Ian. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the one person is going to be a dinosaur-style oh, yes. TV series. What I was going to say is, just going back to some of the interesting things about the one person. So I, I uh, going back to the bit at the beginning, I think that they've got this ratio of height to weight completely wrong. Unless they're just re- like stick thin and really, really fluffy. You know how like you some you, like you put like a like one of the lassie dogs in a bath. Yeah, and all of the fur, and it turns out the scrawny little thing. They just look really big and fluffy. Maybe a wampers like that. I'm not sure, but yeah, average average mass of 150 kilograms, which is like double my weight. And yes, it's it's, it's definitely to double my weight. <laughs> that's and twenty. That's twenty three stone. Yeah, for three meters tall. But yeah, that's thirty thirty kilos heavier than Tyson Fury. <laughs> Is t- are you are you trying to say Tyson Fury is a wamper? Yes, <laughs> Tyson Fury is a shaved wamper. I was just trying to think. I was trying to think of any 
NFL lineman. There we go. A Wampa is the same weight as uh, Colts old lineman Quentin Nelson. Excellent. So Quentin made... Nelson is shorter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if there was a if there was a um, a three meter tall uh, lineman, I think that's a cheat code, right? Yeah, I don't think that counts. <laughs> but like, if you look at <laughs> Quentin Nelson, who you should Google, he's a very good player. Does kind of have the proportions of a snow monster, <laughs> but if you added another meter to him, like you said, it would just be. It, weirdly, the taller that would get, the less imposing it would be. So I've googled Quentin Wilson, and um, it's come Quentin up Quentin Nelson. Yeah, I I accidentally did Wilson, who is the um, the TV presenter that used to do like um, oh fifth gear, fifth gear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, very, very dissimilar to Quentin Nelson. Yeah, may- maybe he has. Maybe he is a shaved wampa. <laughs> imagine, imagine thinking, oh, I'm just going to Google an NFL lineman, and then Quentin Wilson's photo comes up. <laughs> that's like, why you know what I don't it need. Really, to... is a sport for everyone. I did. I don't need to imagine it, Ian. That's exactly what just happened. <laughs> um, so, um, but yeah, so they they also like. Um, it turns out that they are quite. Um, uh, they demonstrate like their clan-like behavior, so it would again be quite quite good to have you know it's similar to the dinosaurs in that sense that you know it's a, it's a family unit that we're we're going along for the ride with, and maybe the ending to this is is the moment in uh, in uh, Empire Strikes Back where Luke uh, kills kills the daddy Wampa who's you know just out trying to get some food for the family. And uh, uh, yeah, Luke comes along. I always, I th- I find this fascinating in that, um, in like just what we were talking about with Hell Comes to Frog Down as well, doing it from the perspective of the frogs or having something from the perspective of the one. Like at the end of the day, a Wampa is just a creature that's trying to, it's out there trying to eat, right? And um, it's been killed by Luke Skywalker. Um, but you're obviously on the side of Luke and you don't want him to, you know, uh, perish um midway through uh episode four when there's a whole other additional skywalker saga that he needs to be part of so yeah, yeah um the the wampers i'm fairly sure were only introduced because mark hamill got into a car crash oh really yeah because i think they had to explain why he now had a scar <laughs> brilliant I, I i could be wrong but i'm fairly sure that's um where it is and also, can we make an agreement to never say the phrase Daddy Wumper again? <laughs> Daddy Wumper. Um, so uh... you, you said that just as Bowie made the noise of a Daddy Wumper. <laughs> He's. I've been training him well. So the um, you mentioned earlier about the uh, there was like there was more involvement of Wumpers in the um, in the series. Uh, sorry, in the series in the um, episode five. And uh, there was a scene that was cut out where basically one of them like crashed through the wall. They stormed mm. the Echo Base and um, attacking the rebel soldiers. And they, yeah, that was filmed and it was dropped. But apparently mainly because the wall didn't crumble properly, so they couldn't get the shot right. Oh, there's another scene. Okay. Is it this one uh, where with C-3PO? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, they also did it. 
uh, a sequence involving C-3PO tearing a warning sign off the door of the Wampa pen and then a load of snow troopers going in to be then eaten by the Wampas. Classic C-3PO move. Classic C-3PO move. But yeah, that, that also didn't make it in. But yeah, I I don't know. I just think it would be quite funny. I, I would like us to have... It's a shame that there isn't anything... Like, Dinosaurs is one of those series that is very much the only kind of one of its ilk out there. I'm not aware of any other kind of... It, there's, no, there's nothing comparable to it. So um, it's been... Okay, this is depressing. It's been almost 30 years since it aired. Um, so maybe we're due another one. Fucking hell. Yeah. Sad space violin. <laughs> so that's our choices. So what we need to do, we need to figure out what our top three lists are, and then what the podcast Nobody Ask For's top threes will be. Mm. So for me, the top three of my three, I think... I think number three, I am going to go for Powdock, Drab Attack It, Saptirikti, Nick Linky T, Kiveth, Nick Nasevilakek. Just because I think it would be it would be fun and it would be entertaining, but I think I again I prefer the other ones. Oh, and um, you also picked that choice just so you had to say that name a lot. Mainly for the name, yeah. <laughs> uh, number two, I think I'm going to go Ben Cordoneros in the either Drive to Survive style pod race series or a racing uh, series. Yeah, I think it would be really cool. I think it would be exciting. It was the one good bit from that film, basically. But number one, uh, it is uh, the Max Rebo band. I like the idea of it. All of the characters involved seem really interesting. So you've got like the uh, female singer as well, who I think could be quite interesting to follow. Yeah, I sorry this this but this is even better if it is in the style of uh, Inside Llewellyn Davis, but Max Rebo is the main character. Yes, done. <laughs> inside inside max rebo um yeah basically but i just i just like the idea of i just like the idea of like i said kind of like breaking bad but from the people not involved yeah so just like the guys sitting watching all of the shit happening and all they really care about is who's getting like the next fucking piano solo <laughs> and yeah he's just i yeah i would i just want to see more of the little blue alien dude um what about yours top, top three of your three top three of my three in third place is gonna be the um unnamed stormtrooper workplace comedy i do think that it would be um would be a lot of fun but um i i don't know i just think that we we deserve a new version of dinosaurs more more so than um more so than a, a clumsy stormtrooper trying to make his way through a full metal jacket style training camp. So we're going to go with the Wampa, Wampa dinosaur crossover in second place. And then first place, I think the salacious crumb sort of like shorts, comedy shorts would be uh, just be a lot of fun. It, it's the, like you said, forky asked a question, but with salacious crumb doing really crap comedy. Sold. So... <laughs> That's our top threes. What about what, what do you think the, the the final top three will be? Final top, th- the combined podcast nobody asked for top three. The combined top three. So I would actually go for uh, your top two. I would switch around. I do a little switcheroo there because I like the idea of um, I've uh, maybe because I've spent a lot of time watching Drive to Survive, but I would put the um, Pod Race Drive to Survive first. Then we would go <laughs> inside Max Rebo. 
<laughs> um, and then salacious crumbs comedy shorts. That would be my um, my top three. Sadly, missing out on the the Wampa dinosaurs um, uh, sitcom, but um, I think the other ones just just nick it. So we just we, what we need is salacious crumb to have like a comedy bit on Wampas so that they can join yeah. in. So just I, just I just added the note of featuring Wampa. <laughs> uh, yeah i mean i i i personally would put i personally prefer inside max rebo <laughs> than, that's uh, fine in that's fine if that's what you like pod, to do then you know pod no drive to you. survive uh but i will yeah I, I think that i think that's uh all of those three i would be quite excited to watch yeah. while the other ones maybe not not one I, obviously i want to watch all of these yeah but th- those three are definitely the ones where if i found out they were actually a tv show we would immediately stop recording now so i could go watch them yeah i think that's fair uh yeah okay that was that was an easy argument through do you want to pretend we disagree on something uh you and your your face ah <laughs> oh, god you you bloody big wamper daddy <laughs> Oh, Wampa Daddy is Daddy Wampa, isn't it? Why Daddy, does Daddy... Okay, question here. Why does Daddy Wampa sound so much worse than Wampa Daddy? It, it does, <laughs> right? Wampa Womp- Daddy just sounds like a fucking Peppa Pig character. Yeah. But Daddy Wampa feels like an area of the internet that I don't want to be in. It's Star Wars furries. Oh, it really is. And I'm sure it exists. But I'm not checking. No, let's not check that. Um. Okay. So, uh, we're done then. We. Th- are that's it. Done. That is. That is Star Wars Boxing Day, well and truly celebrated. It so, is. Break out the leftovers. <laughs> the podcast nobody asked for is top three minor Star Wars characters who need a spin-off. Uh, number three, we have Salacious B. Crum. Uh, number two, we have Max Rebo or the Max Rebo Band. And number one, we have Ben Quadrineros. So if you agree with our choices, if there's any other small Star Wars characters you want uh, or think should have a spin-off, Tiny ones. Uh, you, can, you can find us on Instagram at the podcast nobody asked for. You can also find us on Patreon at the podcast nobody asked for, where you become a friend of the podcast and all of the benefits of which come with <laughs> being a friend of the podcast. All of those. I mean, the thing the thing I do love about you, Ian, is that you deliver these things flawlessly, much like Flawless. I'm a, much like I'm about to. Um, if you want to message us on the Twitter, um, you can find us there at nobody asked for pod with the number four. You can uh, find us the same place on Facebook, and we have a website with all kinds of glorious things, which is the podcast nobody asked for dot co dot uk. Uh, and you can also uh, leave us a review on Podchaser or Apple Podcasts or something like that. And in your review, leave any future episode ideas you may have. Um, if if you could do anything, leaving us a review is what you want. We want you to do absolutely, <laughs> because, yeah, because it legitimately helps us quite a lot. So there we go. That was uh, that Star Wars done. Star Wars done. I mean, Star Wars, Star Wars will never, Star Wars will never be done. Oh no! It's, it's like that Michelin Web football sketch. Yeah, it's the, the Star, Star Wars. Wars. <laughs> it's the.
it's always the Star Wars. The Star Wars will continue until the heat death of the fucking universe. <laughs> and, and you know what? Again, like we kind of touched on in the intro, all jokes aside, I'm okay with that. Oh, yeah. You crack on, George. for this i'm gonna whack two the last two spring rolls down <laughs> and then we'll jump onto it. <laughs>